Thanks for tuning in to the E-Wang Bang Podcast for a very special Round 1 NBA Playoffs Warrior Wang Bang Edition. This is your host, Emil Wang, and I'm joined once again, as usual, for all my Golden State Warriors podcast, the Genio James Liao. How's it going, man? What's good? What's good? Hey, Warriors sitting in at the number two seed, as we had expected, and they're playing the number seven seed San Antonio Spurs, which... Honestly, I I think I'm pretty happy we ended up playing them. I mean, you know, we would have liked to have played the Pelicans or the or the Nuggets, but it could have been a lot worse. It could have been the Timberwolves, the Jazz, or the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, even. Yeah, I think the we definitely got the easier side of the the bracket, you know, quote unquote, because really round one against Spurs is probably the best you can hope for, like. Weren't gonna Spurs really without play. Kawhi, of course. Right, that's exactly because we weren't really going to play the Blazers. They were too high of a seat, anyways. So um, they had one win up on all those guys. So they weren't going to drop to like seventh. So really, the only other like favorable matchup was Pelicans. Um, and because yeah, we're no way we want to play OKC or or a healthy Jimmy Butler with the Wolves in round one. Like that would be disaster. So um, we definitely, I think, out of the remaining teams that were fighting for seventh, we got the the one that best fit us. Yeah, definitely. And, and for those of you who were following the NBA, I mean, it was a difference of you know, one game, and you know, a different tiebreaker could have completely changed the seedings from four to eight. I mean, anybody following would have known it was it was pretty uptight to the last minute, to the final game where. Um, you know, where, where the Jazz, I, I believe, lost to the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, where the they lost to the Blazers. Yep. finally cemented in. Uh, otherwise, you know, the Warriors really had no idea who they were going to play until, I think, 7.30, uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on, on Wednesday. So it was a really, really insane uh, playoff race. And kind of, you know, James and I were a little hesitant to, to do a uh, to do a playoff preview podcast uh because we could have played any one of five teams um so we're uh we're cranking this one out two days before game one game one is saturday at noon pacific time in oakland against a san antonio spurs team that somewhat hobbled uh, the the notable injury is Kawhi leonard uh, of course the golden state warriors themselves are also injured missing steph curry uh pat mccall uh, and of course, recently cutting, um, recently cutting Omri Caspi to make room for Quinn Cook. Good so, cook. yeah, Quinn Cook. So let, let's talk matchups starting uh, with with the point guard matchup. Uh, Quinn Cook has been awesome. Uh, the Warriors decided to move his transition his two way contract into a full time NBA contract, which will carry over through next year. Um, He's really stepped up in the absence of Steph Curry, averaging something insane like you know, 17, 18 points a game with six assists and a couple rebounds. He's looked very, very good, uh, minus his defense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's that's it's going to be a, a critical kind of position because we really only need him to be kind of competent. Uh, we don't really need him to be anything doing anything outside of what he's comfortable with. So um, I expect his 
numbers to dip a little bit because just from a usage perspective, like you probably want to rely just in the playoffs on your uh, better players. And that usually tends to happen. So the usage for Quinn will probably come down a little bit. We need him to be a, a good spot up shooter. We need him to, to drive and dish, uh, based on, you know, what the situation calls for, run some pick and rolls. But that's pretty much it. I just, I think he's had his confidence is high enough where it's still going to be good to just have him out on the floor, even though he's not great defensively. But I mean, we just need him to not do anything too crazy. Like, you know, le- let the stars do the heavy lifting. Yeah, I agree. I And we kind of saw that after, you know, Clay and Kevin Durant came back. You know, Quinn Cook went from jacking 20, 25 shots a game uh, to a, a very, very conservative uh, 10, 12 shots a game. Exactly. Uh, and those are just the open shots. Precisely. And he would, he would shoot them at a pretty high percentage, too. So you know that it's not him just pulling up off the dribble. It was you know, him being a part of the Warriors offense, uh, you know, moving the ball around, getting open, working off, uh, working off screens, uh, not relying on himself to create. But, you know, that being said, he is a very, very capable creator and somebody that they can go to, um, especially during those bench units. I mean, he, even when Steph Curry comes back, I can see Quinn Cook being a, uh, a, a contributor off the bench just because the, that offense gets so stagnant. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And probably most likely what's going to happen is Spurs are probably going to start Mills on Cook. And then they'll probably put Murray, who's a much better defender, on Clay, in much bigger size. Like he's, you know, like a legit, like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, DeJounte Murray. So. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting because I think when the Warriors are on defense, they're going to do the exact opposite. I think they're going to stick Clay on Patty because you know Patty's one of those you know, irrational heat check guys that can, yeah. that can get hot. And yeah. um, I, I think Clay in the past has been able to use his length to bother, bother him. I mean, Patty, I feel like never plays well against us, and credit credit that to Clay. Uh, a lot of the success of the the Spurs uh, relies on the scoring that that Patty Mills is able to give them. So, I, I think you know from, from the guard play standpoint, Quinn Cook and uh, Clay Thompson have a huge edge over Deontay Murray. Yeah, and that's really the the I think that's really what the series is going to come down to is is the Spurs going to get enough scoring to beat us? You know, because they're just so limited. Um, I mean, even if you just look at their season numbers, I think they're like in the low teens for offensive rating. So, I mean, they're really just a, you know, a slightly below average uh, offensive team. And it's just the, what options do they really have without Kawhi Leonard? You know, they're really just going heavy usage on Lamarcus Aldridge and, uh, you know, maybe some of the guys off the bench, like Rudy Gay will get some shots, Gasol, like, you know, Manu takes some shots. But like overall, they don't have anything – like they don't have massive firepower scoring wise. Like they, they've been able to win 47, 48 games because of their defense, you know? Yeah, so don't forget my boy Bertans. Oh, Davis Bertans. Yeah, dude. That, why, why, why what is he Latvian? Jackson? I have no idea. All I know is he's a white dude who Jackson threes and he's okay. pretty good. I forgot which Eastern European country. <laughs> Former USSR player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I forget this team actually has Danny Green and has Rudy Gay, and you know obviously they have Manu and Tony Parker who are who are well into their uh, sunset years, and uh, but all of these guys are are veterans that are capable of dropping fifteen twenty on any given night, right? It, it's 
it, they're kind of the wild card in all this, um, though we expect all of them to come off the bench. So, yeah. And it's just, can you string together multiple games of those guys contributing to beat us? Because it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. It's just they haven't been able to do that consistently over the course of the season, which is why, you know, they are the seventh seed and they are anything higher. Like, you know, it's right. just like their offense just isn't great. You know, it's just it's a lot of like, you know, just very mediocre. And their defense is really good. They're, they have like, a, I think, like top six or top seven defense. So. Yeah. And, and credit that to Pop. I, I And I definitely think that on your note about the, the their bench, you know, the, who on that bench can string together a consistent, you know, 15 points per game. It's going to exactly. be really difficult because our bench uh, despite its scoring woes, has very very good defensive players in Livingston, you know, Iguodala, uh, Kevon Looney, uh, you know, who, who's obviously not a guard but can, can play those pick and roll switches really really well. Uh, Nick Nick Young is probably our only uh, big question mark on the defensive liability. Level. Yeah, 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 and I I can't imagine him seeing too many minutes against the I I agree. Team. Yeah, but like the, that's the, the caveat there with Nick Young is, you know, you need his shooting. Like we have so little shooting, but it's like, does that outweigh, outweigh what he doesn't bring on defense? You know, cause it's like in the second unit, it's like if Clay's not playing, like who, who's shooting the ball? Like there's no shooting, no spacing. So it's like really bad if Nick is not going to be able to be a even neutral defender. Like that's I just need, we just need him to be a neutral defender. We just can't have him be like it's this huge negative. Yeah, you know, and especially, that's, especially that's tough. It's hard to, a lot to ask for. Right, especially against a Spurs team that relies on a lot of back cuts and moving off the ball. Yeah. I mean, Nick Young just gets lost all the time. And... Well, yeah, he has no idea. That's why he's bad against yeah. like these kind of teams because it's just like they're just gonna kill him. Like you know, and even just one on one defense, like he's just not good, but like we need his shooting. So it's like, you know, I, I think we'll play him, but like you were saying, I just don't see him getting heavy minutes. The, the biggest advantage obviously we have is Katie because they don't have anybody that can really guard Katie. Like they're probably, I don't know who they have. I mean, starting wise, maybe Danny Green's the guy they put on the start. Anderson, maybe. I mean, he's not way too slow for Katie. Right. You know, and it's like Green has Rudy. the foot speed, but, you know, Katie would just shoot over him. Rudy Gay. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy Gay and his two non-existent ACLs. Yeah. And the guy who he's already, like, in his early 30s, after coming off Achilles injuries, is going to be the defensive stopper against one of the best scorers in NBA history. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, Katie's, Katie's the one that we're, you know – that they really have no answer for. Um, I, I I think when it comes to the power forward play, Lamarcus Aldridge and Draymond Green, even though we're that's expecting a key more, matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would expect that you know Lamarcus Aldridge might score more points, but ultimately Draymond Green um, is going to eat him alive on uh, on offense too, just because you know Lamarcus Aldridge has just doesn't have the foot speed to to stay in front of Draymond and. Yeah, they'll just run pick and roll with Lamarcus, you know, and then just switch a guard on him or something, and or switch KD on him or whatever, and just like go to town. Yeah. Like, you know, I just think, yeah, Lamarcus is going to get his, but I mean, you just got to throw bodies at him. 
you know. So whether that's Draymond, whether that's Zaza, whether that's yeah. West, like yeah. you have to throw somebody with some bulk because Aldridge could just wear him down. Yeah, because it's like he can score in the post, so you don't want, you know, you can't really play Kavan on him, like. That's not going to work. Jordan Bell. Yeah. yeah, or Jay Bell. Like, it's just like I was, I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, I, I mean, even when you go small ball five, the only guy you can really play on him is, is Draymond. Like, anybody else that, that that we normally put on a small ball five can't really put on the market. So he'll just eat him alive. Yeah, even Draymond, yeah. I'm a little worried about just because. Yeah, just size, alone. you know? Yeah, yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge has, has a couple of inches on him. But I think that's one of the reasons why the Warriors decided to keep. You know, Damian Jones over Omri Caspi yeah, is they size. think they like having that depth at the bigs. You know, like you said, David West, uh, Zaza, you still have JaVale, you know, Draymond. Do you think JaVale will, will play much? I don't – I think maybe uh, you can play him out there with Gasol's if, out there. If, like... if Gasol's out there, yeah, JaVale just outruns him. But other than that, no, they, I don't – I don't see JaVale playing much. Uh, yeah, I just minutes. don't see a matchup here where he would be able to excel, except, like you said, that maybe Joffrey Laverne or, like, Paul Gasol's on the floor. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, I can't. So, I mean, maybe a couple of minutes a night, you know, just to have him defend Gasol, and he could out-jump him for the lobs and stuff. So it's like, I don't know, I can't see any other scenario. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, I, I you know, I don't see many minutes for Zaza either, especially since yeah. Leonard's not playing, so we don't need a. <laughs> hey. But, uh, hey, yeah, but I, honestly, I think Zaza isn't mobile enough. I mean, he he's yeah. got the he's got the strength to to kind of body with Marcus Aldridge, but if if L A takes the takes it out to the wing and faces up, I don't think yeah, he's Zaza dead, yeah. yeah would would have the foot speed. So you'd want a David West, you'd want. Uh, obviously Draymond. Um, I, I actually think Kevon Looney might have a little bit of a better chance just because he's got good instincts. I'm, I'm more skeptical length. about that. Yeah, too skinny. Yeah, I just I think just the, these like bruisers, like Aldridge, like he'll just back you down and just shoot over him. Like I just you know, and then he, or he'll just do a spin and just shoot over him again. You know, he's just like much bigger than Kevon is, and yeah. I just think unless you got really good size or, or, you know, wingspan, like you're not going to be able to bother him too much. So that's why you need like bigger dudes like Zaza or like, you know, Draymond with a huge wingspan or, you know, David West, you know, you just need bigger guys like who can kind of bang. Um, I just, he's going to be a really, he's going to be a very hard matchup for us. But yeah. like you were saying, that's good that we have a lot of reserve pigs that you can go to. Before I uh, go to our predictions, I gotta I gotta throw this back old school. But do you remember who the uh, Lamarcus Aldridge killer was when uh, L.A. was on Portland? Corey uh, McGetty. Corey, Corey McGetty was the best. His uh, that was when when uh, Don Nelson would play Corey at the four. I remember yeah. when we were doing small ball. Yeah, we would play Corey at the four, and I just remember he just would either take him off the dribble or get fouled every time. And McGetty was the king at wrong fouls. And yeah. it was just so funny. It was just like to watch like Lamarcus get so pissed because he just like couldn't guard him. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and I'm like sitting here like, Dude, it's Corey McGetty. It's not like you're yeah. playing against Michael Jordan. It's fucking Corey McGetty. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and on the, on the flip side, Corey McGetty, for some reason could, could lock down Lamarcus. Yeah. Players. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's so buff ass arms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, buff as fuck so maybe that's that why but uh 
All right, before we close this out, um, what are your predictions for Warriors-Spurs round one? It's uh, I'm a little nervous because I, I, I'm I not super 100% confidence, uh, confident in our offense without Steph. Mm. Like, I just think it's, you know, it's a little more ISO heavy with KD, which I guess is okay in the playoffs, but um, I guess I'd have to see how we play the first two games. But I'll probably go with a reluctant GSW and five, even though I think six might be on the table and might be mm-hmm. a little bit more reasonable, but mm-hmm. whatever, I'm just going to go with five. I am calling the sweep. Wow. I, yeah. I'm calling the sweep. I, I, I think they're going to be close games. I think they're going to be, they're going to be tough, but uh, just the firepower alone. I mean, we, yeah. we hung with them when we didn't have anybody other than Draymond Green, right? Like, <laughs> it was true, a close yeah. game up in yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. were leading going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. We they made the comeback at the end, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't see this Spurs team uh, really competing with us without without Kawhi. My uh, minus 1250 for GSW on the series, if any oh, of you yeah. fine gentlemen would like to, or ladies would like to place friendly wagers yeah, out there in, so in las vegas bet one thousand and two hundred and fifty dollars to win one hundred dollars fantastic yeah it's a winner <laughs> but that being said for if anybody wants a, a fresh vegas tip uh uh minnesota is plus one three seven five against houston so bet one hundred dollars and win one thousand three hundred seventy five <laughs> i am happens. all up on that shit and if anybody else wants in on it, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll fly to Vegas together after we win our win. We'll our call race. some people. <laughs> All right, James, take care, dude. All right. It's a great time to have a ball. It's a great way to let it go. It's great for your basketball. It's a great time. It's a great. It's a great time.